all of what you're saying is resonating with me so deeply because in 2010, I had an awakening and I realized I'd been sleepwalking through my life. I completely lost my identity. I'd adopted the path that my parents set out for me in my childhood. So I have lived this. Um, which makes it more impactful because I've lived it and I've done the work and I've done it with my clients as well. So when you look at clarity, the most important thing you need to do at the beginning is step away from your current situation. Welcome to the Mindset Hackers podcast, where we will discuss topics that will help you level up both personally and professionally. If you haven't subscribed, please do so now so that you never miss an episode. Now, let's get going. What is up, Mindset Hackers? Thank you so much for joining me here today. I am so excited because I have an amazing guest. She is voted top 50 most impactful, one of the top 50 most impactful people on LinkedIn. She is an executive and high performance coach. And a little backstory on this, when I first started coaching myself and getting more active on LinkedIn, this amazing woman was someone that I connected with and looked up to for so for for two years now. And I had noticed I'd been doing some interviews on LinkedIn and kind of coined it the LinkedIn legends. I found myself uh, talking with some pretty amazing people on this platform. And I thought, who am I missing? And one name came to mind, Julie Ruska. It is so good to have you here on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here. I am so excited to talk with you today. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome, Simon. Thank you so much for having me. This is Great. And I kind of the same thing. You and I have a lot of mutual connections and I'd see you on the periphery, but I've never had the opportunity to really like jam out with you. So I'm psyched to be here. Oh, I love it. I was listening to a podcast the other day and I was so blown away because of your backstory. And I want to hear a little bit more about that because you've done some incredible things. I know that you had to make a major pivot in 2020. And I started getting active. Like my, my backstory is I've been in sales for about eight years now. thought I was always going to do that. And during 2020, when the pivot happened for a lot of us, I found that I had to be in a position where, you know, I need to have a backup plan in, th- in case things didn't work out. And I, as you know, I love mindset. I love personal development. I love psychology. And so I found myself getting more active on Uh, social media. And the one that I thought of was LinkedIn. And so I started getting on there. And the first thing I did was try to figure out who are the people who are making the biggest difference on this platform. And I found you, you were definitely one of these people, but I had no idea that you had made a pivot yourself too. (laughs) And now you have this amazing like network of people that you work with. You coach some of the most high-performing CEOs, you have such a a voice on this platform where you impact so many people. And I know it's not about that. I mean, I know for you, you love just even if you can impact one person, but I would love to hear about the pivot that you made. I listened to a podcast and I think you were talking about, I don't know what you were doing before this all happened, but can you tell us a little bit more about your backstory? Yeah, so I have been high performance coaching for about five years now. I did that in conjunction with yoga, meditation, and mindfulness because I wanted the balance in my own life, the yin and the yang energies. And I had a plan eventually by 2026 when my youngest son graduates from high school to go ahead and be full on with my high performance coaching 
and do it from around the world because I absolutely love to travel. So 2020 hits, I realized all the yoga studios are gonna be closing and my high performance coaching, it was nice. Again, it was about half, half of what I was doing, but um, I knew that I had to pivot and I had to pivot quick, quickly because my in-person networking was gone, completely gone, like everyone else's was, right? And so I was driving on March 15th, 2020, I was driving home the last yin yoga class that I taught um, and I knew right away. And it's like, you are no longer a yoga instructor. You are a hundred percent coach. You stay here. You're going to wake up tomorrow. You're going to live on LinkedIn because it's also the platform that my clients and my potential clients are on. And um, yeah, basically at the time it was to keep the lights on and food on the table. I didn't have a grand master plan. I didn't seek to be an influencer. I really truly was doing it for my kids because I'm a single mother of three and um, we didn't have the option of failure. So I got on LinkedIn, March 16th, 2020. I, I had, like I said, I'd been on there. I had about 434 connections at the time, but they were my friends, you know, and a few of my clients and then really nice people, but they weren't very active on LinkedIn. So I felt like I was starting from scratch. And the one thing I was committed to is helping people. I wanted to have each video or each post I made at the time, they were all videos. Um, to really help people become the best version of themselves because that's what I do as a high performance coach. So I just started putting out content and it started snowballing and it was really resonating with people. And, you know, that's such an honor when the work that you create comes back and people say, wow, this really helped me. I started getting all of these DMs, which, which snowballed into hundreds of DMs a, a day. And if anyone's ever listening to this, if you DM me and I don't DM you back, I'm sorry. I just, I can't keep up with it. Um, but it just became a movement and it was absolutely beautiful and humbling because I was working from my heart with, with a servant's heart to lead and help people. And, um, and of course, get clients along the way. And it all worked out, but it became so much bigger. And what it's allowed me to do is really carry my mission beyond my client base to help people awaken to the present moment, to live their life fully in the now, because this moment's all we have, then to empower them with tools that help them be the best version of themselves. And hopefully with the movement that we're starting to create, then they are so inspired that they go out and impact other people. And it grows and grows and grows until we're creating a world where everyone is in love with the very gift of being alive. Oh, I love that. You've got goosebumps. <laughs> I wish I could show. I've actually got goosebumps on my skin right That's now. Awesome. By what you said. Because that really resonates with me because I feel like... Uh, you know, in our culture, a lot of times we talk about this divisiveness and how people are so polarized. And I believe that like, it takes two people to be polarized and like, we can opt out of that and focus on building better connections instead of focusing on what is different about us, focus on like what we can do together and how we can impact each other and elevate this world by simply opting out of that polarity. How do you feel about that? 
I wholeheartedly agree. You know, the thing about it is everyone deserves to be their best and have their best life. It, and with high performance, like what I do with high performance coaching, it doesn't matter where you come in socioeconomic status. It doesn't matter if you're introverted or extroverted. The things that I'm sharing with people, and I think it's similar to what you're doing, is you're putting things out into the world that make everyone that takes time to read or listen a better version of themselves. And that's really what it's all about. I believe we're all created for purpose and you know, it's unique, it's different, and that's what makes us amazing. There's no reason to ever really be polarized, in my opinion. Absolutely. I think it's uh, kind of a construct that we create in our own minds, which we can break through. I want to go back, though, and ask you about those moments in March. This is crazy because we're just about two years from when this mm -hmm. all happened. March 15th, and you were doing your last live yoga session. Was it planned? Were you planning on scaling out of that, or was it forced because of COVID? I was planning to scale out by 2026. Um, that was my plan. I was already lightening my yoga teaching schedule. Um, but like I said, high performance is very intense. And at the time I was working all one-on-one. -on -one. So it's very intense. It's very emotionally demanding because I have to be on my A game all the time to make sure that my clients are on their A game. So what I liked the balance there in my life is to have the yoga because it was grounding, it was calming. So I could be like, boom, 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 high performance coach. And then I could go and help people relax and connect with their souls. And, and it was beautiful. And it's funny because at the time, my business was Awakened Life Yoga and Awakened Life Coaching, which is very fluffy and ethereal. And I rebranded a month in April, 2020 to Powerful Leaders because I realized that people that don't know me are not going to get what I'm all about with the name Awakened Life Coaching. It was, um, it was not the LinkedIn audience, right? It was, it was not the business audience that I needed to attract for high-performance coaching. So in addition to all of the other shifts that were going on, I did a complete rebrand. It's amazing. What were you fearful at that time? Or were you just like 100% focused? Or did you not know like what were what was going through your mind as you're closing up your yoga practice and like <laughs> yeah. making this pivot? Were you, you know, abundant or like in scarcity mode or fear? What was what were the emotions going through your mind at that time? Um, two things. I had crystal clarity on the situation. I was crystal clear and necessity. Um, I am never am far from necessity. I have an abundance mindset, but I'm very clear on what's required to give my three children the lives that I want them to have. And so necessity is always there at the back of my mind. Like, what do I need to do today to make sure that my kids have what they need? And it's not just from a financial point. It's from an emotional standpoint, right? It's from a supportive standpoint as a parent. It's about showing up for them in their activities, which is another reason um, coaching is really good because I can do it from anywhere and I can adjust my schedule as an entrepreneur around my kids to make sure I support them. Um, but the clarity and the clarity was so strong. And I really saw the things that I teach people 
um, in high performance and in yoga show up for me. I just knew it was like, bang, this is what you have to do. Shift, shift now fast. And if you go back and find those like initial videos, every single one of them was telling people the same thing. You don't have time to stagnate. You don't have time to wait. This is economic Darwinism. Only the strongest businesses will survive. So if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a small business, if you're a large corporation, you need to make a pivot because the world as we know it is changing. And I didn't do it in like a like freak out mode, right? I, I did it in a matter of fact, like, hey, get grounded, focus. Oh, I love that. This is... Uh, interesting because you and I, you mentioned the three C's before clarity, which you just discussed yes. courage. So you just talked about courage and then there's the third C, which is commitment. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you, um, weren't in panic mode, but you knew you have the blueprint already to, right. to create what you want. Tell us a little bit more about the three C's and how you implement those with you and with your clients. Yeah. The three C's are something that I've kind of taken away out of all of the things that I do with people. You know, high performance coaching looks at career relationships, health and finance to determine where you're functioning at your optimal levels and where you're not. And what I try to do is make that accessible to all people. So when I look at my life and I look at changes and I look at what actually are the needle movers, it's always clarity. Clarity is the foundational element of all success, of all abundance, of all happiness. You have to be crystal clear on who you are and how you wanna show up in the world, how you wanna to relate to others and what you wanna create in the world. Like what impact do you wanna have? When you have that clarity, it gives you a roadmap, right? You know you're here, you know you wanna be here, now you have the map. Next is courage, courage to take the steps to get there, right? And that's what's so important. Courage to me is probably the thing that people lack the most because we're such a fear-based culture. And we also have all of these limiting beliefs, all of these things that hold us back from being our best selves. So we have to have courage to take action. And we also have to have courage to confront our fears, to confront our limiting beliefs so we can move forward and become the best version of ourselves and take the action that the clarity requires us to take. How about commitment? What are your views? On, what does it look like to be committed? <laughs> How do you hold your clients? I'm sure you, so you've got yeah. high-performing executive clients and I'm sure sometimes you have to hold them accountable to that. What does it look like to be to, that third tier in that? Clarity, courage, and commitment. How yeah, commitment is where the rubber meets the road. Like everyone can talk a good game. We're, we're a society of people that talk big, right? But they don't follow it up with action. And that's where integrity comes in, right? Where your words and your actions align. So commitment is really all about going from point A to point B, how you're going to get there. What are the needle moving activities that you have to take each and every day to achieve success? So with my clients, we have like a weekly plan. I just hit my mic. I was, I was so excited. I hit my mic and it went away. So with my clients, we have a weekly plan. And every day 
they have needle moving activities that are helping them move forward. Always in action, we stay in action. And in going back to courage really quickly, when fear takes over, when anxiety sets in, it's usually because we're sitting and we're spending all our time here, right? We, we analyze, we're overthinking, but if you stay in action, you're moving, you're making things happen and you don't have time to sit and freak out about things because you're too busy to do that. I love that because uh, you said move the needle, even these small actions of moving the needle, those add up to huge results. Sometimes we like, we don't realize how far we can go with those little incremental movements. But I also love that these fit hand in hand, your three C's fit very well together because when someone is wavering in their commitment, you can always tie them back to that clarity and what it is they want, the why behind that. Yes. And that's so important. If you don't know why you're doing something, you're going to flake out on it. And that's where the commitment comes back in. And with the needle moving activities, I mean, most of the coaching I do is with business executives. So the needle moving activities are focused on their career primarily, but it's also, you know, three needle moving activities in your career each day. But what's one activity for your health? What's one to build stronger relationships? What's one to make sure you're on track for financial abundance? Because if your career and your relationships and your health are all thriving, but your finances are out of whack, then you're not going to really be able to live the life that you desire. Julie, I have a question for you. So you mentioned that you had this yin and yang balance when you were doing yoga, and then you had to make this pivot into executive coaching and high performance. How do you stay balanced now? And how is this something that you bring in with your clients? Like if they're so driven and they're like, you know, on that treadmill, just running so hard, how do you keep balance for yourself? And is this something that you bring in for your clients or do you strictly coach them on the high performance part? No, my coaching is completely holistic. So it's career relationships, health and finance, because if you're achieving success in your career, but your relationships are failing, or if you're achieving success in your health and your relationships, but you can't pay your bills, are you truly successful? So I do make it holistic. It's very important that my clients take time. We take strategic mindfulness breaks. Um, We do breathing techniques. I have my clients set up their schedule in 50 minute, like power blocks of time. And then when a power block ends, I have them close their eyes, stand up and stretch. Um, Closing your eyes is so important, especially when you're on monitors all day, because it's the number one way you lose energy. So we always incorporate something related to your mental and your physical health, because that's how you are truly a high performer and truly successful. For me personally, um, I did completely lose balance when I pivoted, as I'm sure a lot of people do. And um, that goes to the concept of like hustle and grind. And people have this misperception that to achieve success, you have to hustle and grind like nonstop forever. That's absolutely not true. But there are times in our lives where we have to pour more energy into our career. So at the beginning of the pandemic, I love group exercise. I'm not a big fan of solo exercise. So all the yoga studios closed down, the Pilates studios, the Y down the street. I didn't have access to any of that. And I did lose balance because suddenly I'm working from home. My kids are virtually, you know, on virtual school. 
And so I was completely off balance. I was working like 18 hours a day. I was like, I'm on LinkedIn. I, I, I joke that I was living on LinkedIn. That's not really a joke. I was spending hours and hours and hours a day during those first few months in 2020 because I needed to connect with clients. Because what happened is the coaching clients I did have when the pandemic hit, they went into fear-based mindset and were like, let's pause right? I need to make sure my business is good. I need to do this. Let's pause because they saw coaching as an extra, not as a necessity. And, um, you know, eventually all of that evened out and people came back. But at the time I was in business development mode. So yeah, I, I hustled and I was grinding and I hit major walls of complete exhaustion and burnout because you can't live at that pace. And I know better, but you know, sometimes common sense is not common practice. And uh, yeah, I have, I've hit a few walls during the pandemic where it's just a course correction and it, it forces me to slow down and say, what really matters? Are you taking care of yourself? And usually I'm not. Usually I'm in the mode of taking care of my clients and taking care of my kids. And I come last on the totem pole. And I found that that can't happen. I actually have to prioritize myself or I can't give and serve people at the highest level. Oh, there's so much good stuff that you just unpacked right there. Uh, audience, she just said, you know, put yourself first. I think that's so important. I think that a lot of us do get in that hustle and grind. And a couple of points that I want to make is, you know, just like working out and you can test this, Julie, is like, your, your gains usually come in that downtime. So you do need to have some rest because that's where the Absolutely. gains are made. Same thing with your mindset and same thing with your, your balance in life. And it's like, we want to be high productive a lot of times and we get going so fast that we, we forget to slow down. Um, that brings me to another point. Uh, you mentioned that you love traveling. And <laughs> I love to travel. From, yeah. I want to hear more about that. I know you, this lights you up. I love yeah. talking with my guests about like what lights them up the most. But it sounds like you were in hustle grind mode for a while and then you hit some walls and then you decided to, to start putting up some boundaries on that and putting yourself first. But tell us a little bit more about like how travel plays a role in this balance that you have now in this thriving career that you yeah. have now what's how does travel fit into all this <laughs> in many many ways i want to circle back to self-care is not selfish um i think that's an important point to make and that does lend itself to travel back before the pandemic every year i would go on a yoga retreat alone turn my phone off do a nice digital detox and um and get grounded and, and really have that time to just be peaceful. And because of that, because I was doing that and I love travel, I was combining my self-care with my travel. Travel to me is the essence of life. When you travel, you gain a broader perspective. You meet different types of people, which I love. I love the connection. You learn about different cultures. And when you start to learn about different cultures, you find that you're more accepting, you become a softer, kinder, more compassionate person, because you start to meet all, you know, people from all walks of life. And I've been blessed to, you know, meet people that are professional athletes, um, Fortune 50 CEOs, 
all of those people. And I've also been equally blessed to meet homeless people on the side of the street in Costa Rica. And when you talk to people, all types of people, you learn, you grow, you become a better version of yourself. So I love that aspect of travel. I love incorporating it in um, my coaching. Now that the world is opening up again, I try to um, fly to see my clients as much as possible because the in-person connection is so much richer. I love that Zoom gives you access to people all over the world, but when you can connect in person, it's just uh, the energetic exchange is out of this world. It's amazing. I love so, that. Yeah, I, I, I was uh, lucky enough to go down to the Amazon forest in 2019. And it was so fun to just be with some of the uh, Indian tribes down deep in the forest. And it's like, they weren't concerned about like their retirement or scarcity mode. They were thinking about like, what's the next meal going to be like with my family and how are we mm. going to embrace this? And that, that, you know, immersion in different cultures is so important. It gives you such, so much perspective. I just remember before I was flying down there, I was, you know, bumping into people in the airport because everybody's like glued to their phone and just like <laughs> checking, swiping and swiping. And then when I went down to the Amazon, I was with these people who, you know, they were so wealthy by standards of relationship and connection, but by some of the metrics that we sometimes focus on up here, they would be very poor but I felt like there was such a wealthy culture and that was such a, you know, it was a perfect way to describe what you're talking about as far as connection. And I'm so sorry. I think I cut you off. You're about to say something no, else about travel. It's okay. I don't even know what I was going to say. So it doesn't matter, but I'll agree with you there. Some of the wealthiest people in spirit are some of the poorest by socioeconomic status. And, and again, it goes back to what is success? What is happiness? And um, we all have to define that for ourselves. And that's what I love about what I do with high performance coaching is it really is personal. It's really about what is success to you? What are your optimal outcomes in your life? And it's not always about earning more money. Right. That lends to the clarity piece of this. I want to ask you about that in just a sec. But before you mentioned self-care is not selfish, I love finding about what other people do for self-care. For me, I love my morning routine because like I get up early enough to get to just make sure that I pay myself first with me time. And I love like meditating. I love visualization. I do that for almost an hour. And, and some people are like, oh, that, that's going to be so boring. But it's something that I just love. <laughs> I love working out and then I do my cold showers and my affirmations while I thump my chest. That's kind of my routine, but what is you, your like you, you, you just hit like your this, chest. Just like, like, oh ah, like, <laughs> like no. what movie is that? Um, Tarzan. No, but not the Tarzan one. There's a movie where they like hit their chest. I swear it's like, oh, massive. it's Wolf of Wall Street. Right? Yeah. When he's making, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Kind of like that. But I just say my affirmations while I'm doing my cold shower. <laughs> Because I'm committed yeah. to, you know, being the best version of myself. But what Absolutely. is your, what does self-care look like to you? Self-care to me is whatever I need that day. And it evolves and it changes. And um, for me, like if I'm having a hard day, I look at what do I need right now? And it's, do you need nourishing food? Do you need, I love to take baths. I almost always take a bath at the end of the night to just unwind relax, 
breathe, just like let go of, of the day. Um, I often do little mindfulness and meditation breaks where it's just whenever I feel the need um, again. And that's where my self-care definition has evolved and changed is um, that it very much is in the moment for me. It's not that every day I have to wake up and meditate and do the same rituals. It's that I'm in tune with my soul so much that I'm monitoring constantly. Okay, what do you need right now? Like when we get off this session, I will pause and I'll check in with myself. Do you need something to drink, right? Do you need to stay hydrated? Do you need to get up and stretch and move? And so I do all of these things as needed, but um, yeah, taking baths is, is a big, a big thing for me. Once a week, I go to this place called the sauna house where I do sauna and cold plunge. It's so nourishing for me. I used to do it less frequently. And um, in 2022, I've committed to doing it at least once a week because you're there for two hours. Phones are not allowed, which is really important. Digital detox to me is so important. Um, and you get to detox with the sweat and then you get to do the cold plunge, which you talked about cold showers and there's so many benefits there. So that's one of my like self-care rituals that I absolutely love. And then travel. I build in strategic travel breaks every quarter, which was hard during the pandemic, um, but I still managed after a few months to find places I could go, um, like the beach where nobody was, or Florida, because Florida was wide open. <laughs> but yeah, travel for me, like choosing at least one weekend every quarter to just go away, get away from work, which is now my home too, right? Working from home um, and giving myself time to just disconnect from the world and reconnect with myself. And I, I really believe that's what self-care is all about. I love that. I love it because everybody can have their own definition of what that looks like. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of a I feel like my habits support me. So getting into really good habits yeah. it generally is good. But the thing that I love what you said was just taking the time to be mindful. What do I need right now? Because right. sometimes we get in the, I mean, that's another treadmill right there, checking the boxes. Yes. Oh, I did my morning routine. I did my meditation. <laughs> I did my workout. What, well, was it impactful? Did Is that exactly what you needed? So I yes. love that you brought that in impact right there is it impactful i have my clients do that all the time when we look at schedules and we come back like because we'll create this like optimized schedule this high performance schedule and it does involve the workouts and it does involve um an exhale eat and exhale break <laughs> like in the middle of the day because a lot of times when we're moving and we're going through all of these things and we're pushing so hard, we don't nourish our bodies and we need to nourish our bodies. It's so important, but you do have to revisit. So every few months, and it usually is at the prompting of my clients, they'll be like, hey, some, you know, this isn't really working out for me right now. Let's look at it. And we go back through and we're like, hey, you've worked out at 6 a.m. for the last six months. Does that still serve you? Ooh, I love that time to change it up or to at least ask if it is serving you. 
Right. Because if it's not serving you, why are you doing it? We have 24 hours in a day. And if you have this to-do list that keeps you busy for 18 of them, you have to look at the priorities. What really matters here? And yeah, does it serve you? Does it have an impact? Is it supporting you being your best self in one of the four pillar areas, career, relationships, health, finance? If it's not, stop doing it. And you know, it's really that simple. People are so change and risk averse, but it really is that simple. If it's not working, stop doing it. Mm, yes. Okay. I have a question about clarity um, and then we'll wrap this up and I'll have people t- have you tell us where people can find you because I know this is going to hit with somebody out there and they're just going to be like, this totally resonates with, with me. And they might not be on LinkedIn. They might not have uh, seeing what you're putting out right. there. So I want to connect them with you. Before we do that, I would love you to share with my audience, say that you are coming to that realization where you've been living life on autopilot and you've been doing what you were told to do by society. And you're starting to wake up to this and you're like, I don't know if this is what I want to do. Maybe like you were told to go be a lawyer or a doctor to make lots of money or work your way up the corporate ladder. And all of a sudden you start realizing that, you you know, my belief system and what I've been told my expectations that were put on me aren't feeling good. And I'm starting to wake up to this. You said number one in your three pillars is clarity. What would you say for somebody in that situation? If you were speaking directly to them where they're starting to wake up to this, and I'm sure you've had many clients who've been in this position what is the first step to start waking up and gaining clarity so that they can add the courage and the commitment into there? Yeah. So this is all of what you're saying is resonating with me so deeply because in 2010, I had an awakening and I realized I'd been sleepwalking through my life. I completely lost my identity. I'd adopted the path that my parents set out for me in my childhood. So I have lived this Um, which makes it more impactful because I've lived it and I've done the work and I've done it with my clients as well. So when you look at clarity, the most important thing you need to do at the beginning is step away from your current situation. You need to get away from it because it's hard to be clear in the rat race, right? While you're a hamster in the wheel, checking all of those little boxes, it's really hard to get the clarity you need. So step away from it take time to be alone, Um, alone at the beginning. You might eventually need to talk to friends, consult a psychologist if you need one, hire a coach, all of those things. But at the beginning, step away from the situation and look at it. And it's very simple. What's working in my life? What's not working? You don't have to have the whole vision. People can help you create the vision later. The initial is get away from all the noise, get grounded, whatever grounds you, exercise, meditation, a walk, and then look at it. Very matter of fact, as much as you can pull emotion out of it and just look at it black and white. This is working. This is not working. Then you look at your list of what's not working and that's where your vision starts to come. Okay, this is not working in my life. What do I need to do differently to make it work? And it starts to evolve and it starts to go and it starts to create the vision of the life you truly want. 
That's beautiful. I once heard a quote that you can't read the label while you're inside of the jar. And so when you said to step out, step away, I think that, you know, like when you do detach a little bit, when you do step away, you're able to see things a little bit more clearly. So that is a wonderful first step to take if you are on this path where you realize that where you've been heading isn't necessarily in alignment with your soul. Julie, thank you so much for joining me here today. I know that people can easily find you on LinkedIn since you are one of the top 50 most impactful people on that platform. And I just want to make sure we have the spelling correct on your last name. It's pronounced Ruska. Is that correct? Yes. And the last name is H-R-U-S-K-A. Okay. She will not be hard to find. Will you repeat your website or if not your website, where can I direct people? If someone's listening to this right now, where can we send them to connect with you? Um, my website is powerfulleaders.com. And um, my email is julie at powerfulleaders.com. That's the best way to get a hold of me. You hear my dog scratching at the door. I told you she'd want to come visit during I this. I love it. I welcome her. Um, and I'm glad email's not dead yet. <laughs> And so that's it. And then connecting with me on LinkedIn, because when you're talking about, especially if you want to hire a coach, you want to make sure that they resonate with you and that their energy is aligned with yours. It's, it's really important. And sometimes we look at different factors um, and we should look at the whole picture, you know, their experience, their training, their recommendations. But um, to me, it's really important that you resonate with someone because if you're going to work with them, you want to make sure that you feel really comfortable with them and that you are aligned in your belief system. Absolutely. Coaching is a two-way street for both the coach and for the client. It's got to be a good fit on both sides. But I will tell you, Mindset Hackers, Julie is the real deal. I love seeing her content and it was so good to have her here on this podcast so we could dive a little bit deeper. Thank you so much, Julie. Uh, Mindset Hackers, make sure that if this episode hits home with you, share it with somebody that you know. Just click the share button, send it over to someone who might be out of alignment, who might need some clarity and have them listen to this episode. Please hit the subscribe button. And if you're on Apple or Spotify, please give me a rating. It just takes a few seconds to do. Thank you so much, Mindset Hackers. I will see you on the next episode.